0: Hello and welcome back to the Sander Lynch podcast. It's me, Joe, and with me as always is... Jamie, Data, and Dak. Yes, we're all here. We're talking about the Lost Metal, chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20, wherein we get a view inside Steris' mind, which is sad and sweet at the same time. We learn about kind of the physics of the Cosmere, which is cool. And we learn about maybe the sets making bombs, not so cool. And then in the next chapter, uh, we learn a little bit more about the new ambassador from the Southern peoples. And then in the next chapter, we get inside Wax's head. We learn a ton of stuff from Harmony, and Wax is set to go on his next great adventure. And in the last chapter this week, we find out some even more stuff about the Cosmere and the gods therein. So we've got a lot to talk about this week, I feel like. So hold on to something, everyone. The Lanch is about to begin. No man can
1: truly outlast all the mistakes of his past.
2: So yeah, we actually we get some answers to some very long-standing questions in these chapters, and it's just like knowledge nuggets, as Joe likes to call them. But there's just it's like a bunch of them. There's 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 nuggets dropping everywhere. Uh, what did you guys think of these four chapters?
0: Yeah, so uh, like I said in the intro, I mean just the view inside Sarah's head is just kind of it's sad and sweet and nice, and uh, there's some really good moments in these chapters where you get to see the relationship between steris and Wax. And you really get to see how Steris loves Wax, which is really awesome. Some really cool moments. I think just in, in that in general. And yeah, we get so much information here. It's almost like I, I, I was honestly shocked by the amount of information we were given in these chapters. I was like, wow, look at what, what, okay. This, Oh wow. Yes. This. Okay. I know this now. Okay, cool. And then I was like, Oh, even more. So, I was almost, I almost felt greedy getting all this information dumped so that I, I, you know, I get to know all these things. But yeah, I I loved it. I loved, I love getting the info. Again, I think he's done a really good job in this book series, in the second era Mistborn series. A lot of these uh, moments feel very earned. And I feel like these moments, the characters almost when they're getting the information the characters are almost like wow it's nice to have answers and and i think i think brandon may be doing this in in kind of a funny way saying like yes readers you are now like the characters you're just happy to have answers aren't you so it's it's i i think he's a little tongue-in-cheek there uh unless i'm missing the mark but it's funny and it's cool so yeah i was i was really uh thrilled to get all this information that we got in these chapters and i'm looking forward to uh What that's going to mean and even though we did get a lot of answers there's also some new mysteries and some new questions that were raised so classic brandon style so really really cool stuff really fun read
2: yeah yeah you're never allowed to have answers without adding additional questions into the mix that would just be too easy right yep so i uh did you uh we we got a new shard name this time too so i don't know did you uh what, what did you think of uh uh i believe we
3: got two
0: yeah well we got we got the name Are of we... another person but i didn't know if that was the shard name or not because it's not like it's not like the name it doesn't sound like a shard name
2: it because it's odium or whatever that that's 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 an aspect
1: um, is it yeah, i wasn't odium. even
2: thinking about that i was just thinking about the saize or the the harmony
3: section but yeah yeah you're right yeah like now odium is like hatefulness or something
0: Oh, okay. So I, I, I knew that was another shard. I didn't know if it was like the name of the person, because, you know, he names autonomy as Bavadin, or Bavadin. Oh, no, gotcha. So I wasn't sure if that was the name of the shard uh, like the aspect, or if it was the name of the person who's holding the shard, so. But yeah, no, autonomy, I thought it was a very cool idea, and I think it's well done. I mean, the thrall aspect, and when I say thrall, I mean like the avatar aspect, I feel like that's a little a little overdone, but it does have kind of a different twist on it. They're not mindless thralls. They they get raised up to basically aspects themselves. So that portion of it I think is pretty cool. Um but yeah, the the idea of autonomy and how it's explained is very intriguing
2: for sure. I'm glad glad Dak remembered that one because I'd totally forgotten
1: uh that we Oh I had it that.
0: written
2: down in my notes. Yeah, I had it written down.
1: I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I I actually really liked the Steris, Steris, chapter and getting her viewpoint. And honestly, there was a lot in there that I was like, oh, oh, I see a lot of me there and I <laughs> I'm not comfortable with it. But yeah, I I I love their relationship in this book and I'm just so glad that they've actually found happiness together, like true happiness, not Settling for someone else or anything like that—it's like this is this is the relationship that Wax was meant to have and what Serus was meant to have—and I'm I'm really loving that. I wasn't here last week, so I didn't really get to talk about it. But the having them sort of work off each other in the lab and and getting all that stuff done—I was like, that's really cool too. So I yeah, I'm really loving them. All the stuff about autonomy at the end—I agree. I think the way they've done it is really quite cool. Having you know each um, avatar of, of Trell or Trell being an avatar of autonomy and then they kind of take on their own their own thing I thought it was really good as well it's sort of is like okay well how many you, we know that Trell is is an aspect of of autonomy but how many other of these religions that are out there are autonomy doing their thing like that's a bit scary to me but also, I think that's going to unfold really, really cool. And just generally I'm, I'm, like, a little bit nervous that we've had so much information already that where is the rest of – like, what are we going to get in the rest of the book? We normally don't get information until it all comes together at the end. So what the hell is going to happen that it all still comes together at the end? I don't know. But it's cool. I'm really it, – it's very hard to stop at the end of each set of chapters so far, this book.
3: Mm,
2: yeah, I What's see that.
1: going? I just want to keep going, but really, really loving it.
2: That, I I like your point about like if we're getting this much information now, what does that mean is coming up from here on out? That's that there's scary things out there. Who knows? Yeah. But I I knew when we were doing last week's, I was like, oh, Jamie's gonna love the the them working together in the lab because it is just so cute. Like I love the two of them together and how happy they are.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice. And just all the stuff that she's thinking of. And then Wax is making sure that she knows like that it's important that she's thinking of these things and that he really appreciates it. And it's just really cute. Also, I really appreciate the level of research that Brandon's put into all the, the scientific aspects of it. Reading it going, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that test. Or, oh, yeah, that's there. Oh, wow. OK, I wouldn't have thought of putting that there and seeing it in the fantasy setting as well it's just really clever really really clever
2: yeah the scientific examination of it even when it doesn't make any sense like when they put the the trillium in there and it's like it's like the full spectrum but also red jumps off the charts for some reason that must prove that it's magical so them trying to examine it all scientifically and like how just how much work goes into that here and all the descriptions that's one of my favorite parts where i'm like this i like this this is uh, it, it's like reading uh, uh an actual mystery book or something where they're trying to yeah. do that stuff very
1: impressive uh yeah
2: Fun.
3: yeah no like definitely just info dump these chapters and like holy shit we're getting all the answers like after all the speculation of, oh, which shard is Trell to have says just come out and just go, oh, yeah, it's autonomy. I'm like, oh, OK, cool.
2: <laughs> Even <laughs> mystery, Wax is shocked by that. Mystery solved.
3: I mean, there was I think there was a moment like that in the Dresden files where Harry Dresden was prepared to go through hell to try and find the answers for where he needed to go uh, in changes. And then the person he was talking to just drops it on him. He's like, uh what do I owe you for this information? No, oh nothing. Take it.
2: Oh yeah, I know what you're. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, there try sure
3: not, was. Spoils into that one because that was a massive book. But um, yeah, but like definitely, yeah, just so much going on in these chapters. Again, the Starris chapter, fantastic. I think if there was like aside from just all the information we got, the thing that really threw me in these chapters is oh. It's revealed that Hoyd is in on this to the main characters, but also there are other people who know about him and Mm -hmm. are like watching him. I'm just like, okay, does Hoyd have buddies or are these people like working with him as a means to an end? Or because like Hoyd has never struck me as someone who works as a team,
2: yeah, Um, not so much.
3: So the fact that he's got I I don't know about friends, but. I don't know. Is 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 his other is his other buddy the old lizard going to show up as well? Who, geez, man, there's a. This opens up so many possibilities. So yeah, no, just so much going on here. Love the chat with Sazed. I loved seeing Marisai and Wayne getting ready to head out into Bilming. I'm I'm curious to see Bilming, um, mm-hmm. or see more of it. I guess like because it's the only other city that can rival Ellendale, I think they said so. All right, let's let, look at some look look at some place new. Yeah, just. I was overwhelmed with with the info this chapter i do like um the idea of autonomy though like strike like the whole you have to have big plans and even if they go against my plan i respect that you know they're huge and uh, and full on it sort of reminds me of apocalypse from the x-men just like very Mm. very survival of the fittest and it's like even if your plan like fucked with mine you had some severe balls to pull it off so all right i'll pay that
2: yeah no i can see that comparison actually yeah that makes sense I don't know that I got the impression that the, that this lady is friends with uh, with Hoyd the way that she talked about it. But
3: well, yeah, no. friends is friends is, a, is probably not the right term. But like she definitely knows there's more to him than the other characters have seen. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm keeping an eye on him or he's keeping an eye on me. So it's like, so do you guys work together or did he just show up to like help you out for this one? Or like what what is this relationship?
2: Yep, that would be the question, right? Maybe we shall find out more. Maybe not. Just n- never going to get any more information about
3: it. <laughs> and Hoy just disappears from the rest of the book.
2: Hoy's going to do nothing but drive a truck for the rest of the book.
3: Better not. My giant ass prediction from la- from last time hinged <laughs> on it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like he's kind of important to to your prediction that he be doing things. and Yeah. Of course, I mean, what we get told about autonomy's goals in, in these chapters don't exactly fit with your prediction either.
3: Not even a little.
2: But uh, it can still happen
3: yeah <laughs> i mean ruin seems like the kind of guy autonomy would have liked he's like yeah he's got ambition wants to blow this place the fuck up good on him
2: <laughs> like good for you ruin you do that <laughs> yeah you blow think shit big. up think big uh, okay. I okay let's let's do this thing we start out like uh like joe mentioned we're in stairs head which is not a place that we've gotten to be that often And she is sitting here like everyone's trying to everyone's like, oh, let's go down the stairs to where that explosion just happened. And she's sitting here like, look, I know that I overthink these things. And, you know, everyone tells me and I, and I, I, I realize that other people don't feel the same level of anxiety I do about these things. And so she's got all these possibilities like that explosion could have done all these bad things. But she's not going to like jump in and try to stop everybody from going downstairs to protect them because she's like, no, I understand that. I'm just, I think about things differently, so I'm going to let them do. And my first thought here was like, no, I think that giant explosion in the basement is an okay thing for you to be concerned about people. Sure. Especially given all of the potential dangers that she then goes to list off. (laughs) I'm just like, no, this is not you overreacting. This is them underreacting. And I I, I get that it, it may be tough for you to tell because you always feel like you're overreacting or other people are underreacting. But I don't think that's the situation. But fortunately, after she hands out masks so that, uh, you know, to filter out particulates uh, from the explosion, Wax is like, hey, hold on a second. Like, Asteris, uh, I know you have, like, lists for this kind of thing. Is there anything we should be watching for? So he actually has come to appreciate and be aware of and care about the way that she does things, which is kind of nice. It's very sweet. And it, I, I think it helps that, like I said, I think she's right in this case. And so she's, she's like, so, I mean, the, there's acids could be on the floor. They could mix to make poisonous fumes. There could be glass shards, secondary explosions, particularly from exposed harmonium, because we know that blows up just exposed to the air, let alone any of the other stuff down there. And whack goes, huh? I was testing with these two things that could easily have combined to create chlorine gas, so maybe that's a good point.
3: Uh, Vandal just freaks the fuck out. He's like, "Oh shit, acid on the floor! I'm not going down there."
1: Like so they have a thing about acids. Understand? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we've learned this since last time. Like he noted Melon getting kind of weird about the giant frozen acid ice block or whatever, and he was like, oh, what's that about?" And I guess since then, he's kind of gotten the idea that, hey, they have concerns about these things. Don't know if he understands that acids can kill them, but I feel like that shouldn't be that big a leap. But maybe that's just because I already know.
1: I mean, as a as a non-blob entity, I'm a bit freaked out by acids, too. So. That's,
2: yeah, no, fair point.
3: <laughs> you don't need to be boneless to be scared of acid. What a sentence.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But it does help. I don't want to get (laughs) melted. I also don't want to get turned into the Joker or anything. So. Yeah, that's less likely, though. Nothing good going to happen from acids, is is my point. One time. That happened one time. (laughs) That's not true. Acidity
3: is what makes honey never go bad.
2: Unless you count, like, Harley Quinn in some of her origin
3: stories. So anyway, back to that honey. That's a good point. Like, lemon juice is fantastic, and that's acidic.
2: We yeah. have stomach, stomach acids and things that are helpful
1: Acids have, acids have their place Sure, Each just like bases Acid has its place I just don't feel like You don't want to come into contact with all of them You know
3: Acid, no. acid has its place My skin and lungs are not some of them <laughs>
2: <laughs> And so they get down there After they've kind of ventilated the place To get rid of the chlorine gas It has like powerful ventilators installed in, in the walls already So that's useful and she's like, okay, we're gonna need a new spectroscope, new centrifuge, new walls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a new lab sounds yeah, like basically. And so the 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 special explosion box is just com- totaled. He's like, geez, how big must that explosion have been? It's like survived up to three ounces of harmonium detonations. I need I need a better measurement than you know ounces of harmonium i understand that maybe i, I think they do have tnt we established in an earlier book that they have tnt so if i could get like a tnt measurement uh i'm that i'm more familiar with that but you know
1: mm.
0: tnt of dynamite
2: sorry i like that song copyright strike yeah sorry about that i think that's one of the two acdc songs i have on my uh, mm. what's song. the other one thunderstruck no let me think on. Long, long way to the top. No, I got. It's funny days. because no actually, highway although, to uh, highway a, to hell. It's highway to hell. That's the ah oh, yeah okay. That's a classic. But it, it it I have any because uh, you guys ever read the uh, the the second book by the guy who wrote Ready Player One? I'm having trouble remembering the name of it. Armada. Armada. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a good book. It's not a great book. But in that book, a thing that gets repeatedly brought up is that like this guy inherited from his dad like his dad's playlist of songs that he would play while at the arcade. And so I was like, Hey, some of these songs sound interesting. So I just got the whole playlist and, uh, how do you inherit a playlist? Uh, I mean, I think it was, I don't on, remember. You know, yeah. He's, it's he's, like he's, on something. Yeah. It's on like a, a cassette tape or I don't, or a DVD or CD. I don't remember. It's,
3: hey, n- it's not, it's not if you tape. inherited something else. Like that, that'd be a shitty wheel rating. <laughs> I think he found it
2: in his dad's stuff after his dad oh, yeah. died. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like I
0: bequeath to you, my son, my CD collection. <laughs> that is all. They um, must be played
3: in this specific order.
2: But yeah, so that, that's how I ended up with any ACDC songs because there's actually a lot of ACDC on that playlist. But several of them were like uh, ones uh, like instrumental songs, which I like my songs to have some words, so I didn't. Right. Uh, I I didn't keep those, but. Anyway, so that was a weird tangent, but so they get, he gets in there and he finds some like leftover remnants of metal. And he's like, OK, we need to test this. It's probably not like the metals we were going for, but uh, we want to make sure. And also, if some of this is harmonium, then we want to go ahead and keep that because that's valuable. So, And Vendel's like, I think we discovered something kind of big here because that was very little harmonium. About half a gram is what Wax says, which now that I think about it, I don't think fits with. Oh no, he made it was ounces earlier, and this is grams. So let's just mix our measurements also while we're at it. But he's like, this is way bigger than it should have been. I think that we have just experienced some sort of investiture to energy, explosive energy. I don't know if that's we'd call it kinetic energy or what, but he's like, I think that we've just. Had had something where investiture has been directly transformed into energy.
0: Yeah. So basically, in in our terms,
2: he split the atom. The AC. yeah. The ac- Yeah. And I was I was gonna point that out because he says it says here axi are the smallest possible thing that we know. And so I was like, I guess that means that axi is atoms unless they don't know atoms yet. And so he tries. And so Vendel starts trying to explain. Yeah, physics basically. So physical substances they're all made up of axi. And then there's energy, so there's matter, there's energy, and there's a third thing in this universe, which is investiture, which he calls the essence of the gods. When you burn metal, you're pulling investiture from the spiritual realm and using it to do stuff.
3: And they said, oh yeah, you're pulling, you're pulling power from the spiritual world. I just in my head thought, ah, super ghosty magic. And it's like, <laughs> oh, if that's all investiture is anywhere in the cosmic, you can apply that to any magic system here. Like the Elantrian stuff, the um, like the Six of the Dust stuff, it's all just ghost magic. So that's just, no, we're calling it that for the rest of the, the rest of the show. Let's go. Well,
2: I mean, it, it, it seems even more that way in Elantris, where it's like you draw a symbol and all of a sudden, like, ghost magic with the door, which is basically like all that energy out there in the cognitive realm. It just cut, spills out and does whatever you shaped it to do. Mm-hmm. Ghosty magic. Yep, ghosty Gunna. magic.
3: There's a T-shirt.
2: <laughs> super ghost magic now i'm thinking of just like a a picture of a ghost like a, a, with a sheet you know sheet kind of ghost with like a wizard hat and a magic wand
0: fuck yeah sure. <laughs> let's do it
2: yeah if, if that's not important. in
0: hogwarts legacy then
2: that game's trash <laughs> <laughs> and so is like the incredible amount of energy that's trapped inside that matter and you released some of it if you found a way to release its full potential, well, Harmony says that the destructive power of it frightens him deeply. So that's that's not good. And so he's like, I really need to go talk to Harmony about this. And so Vendel takes off. And so Wax looks at Staris and goes, worst case, because Staris is the one who thinks about this stuff anyway. She's gonna immediately she's gonna immediately like consider all the possibilities. She's your she's a good person to go to for evaluation, and he knows that. So he's like, What's the worst thing that could happen here? And she she goes, I'm, well, I mean, what if the set already knows? That sort maybe. of shit is why she's easily more than a seven percenter. Yeah, right. And so Wax is like, yeah, that's what I thought, too. OK. Uh, but she also points out that if they discovered this, probably it was an accident, same as us. So there might be a record of, you know, unexpected explosions somewhere. And maybe that's even how they're going to start the ash mounts, Wax says. It's like you shove a big old bomb in there. Maybe that'll light it up again. Who knows?
3: Now, I have to interject here. I know this has come up in, like, most of the previous episodes, but this is full Austin Powers right here. <laughs> We're going to drill the nuclear weapon into the Earth's crust, and then every volcano on Earth will erupt. Like, wow. Yeah. How do we get so much Austin Powers out of this book? <laughs> Autonomy also, is just Doctor Evil. It's <laughs>
0: know, yeah. Also, they're stealing our shtick in the book. They're making predicaments, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't consider that. Yep they're uh, they're they're predicting things. We obviously have the monopoly on predicting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I, I like the the sweet moment where Steris starts thinking about like Alec and Marisai, and she's like, you know what? I've been spending more time with Marisai lately, and I like it. it it's nice. We we didn't always have the best relationship as uh, as children. Their father, who is now retired to a country estate, I was like, that's probably the best place for Lord Harm's, right? Yeah,
0: I'm imagining him out there like on the country estates, like get these damn kids off my lawn. It's <laughs> like, sir,
2: those are those are birds. Get
0: out of here!
2: <laughs> he's gonna pull oh. out that gun that he bought. I'll get so, those birds. He's like, I, yeah, re- this gun
0: almost blew away a Mistborn. Get out of here!
3: Like, sir, would you please stop shooting the pigeons? You can't tell me what to shoot. (laughs) I'll be whatever
0: I want to do.
2: Oh, and then uh, while Wax is over examining the box, he blows up again. You know, as you do. As you do, exactly.
0: Yeah, I feel like this explosion based on later descriptions of how he's feeling is definitely more than just like your normal average explosion. I think he's been affected in some
2: way. It's possible, but also as he points out, he's just getting older, and being exploded takes uh, more out of you than it did when he was younger. It's, a, and I, I like her first thought is like, oh man, his nice vest. Like she specifically gave him the heavy, like, uh, what's called to put over the vest, and it's just been charred and ripped by this explosion.
3: Yeah, well, she's you know she's planned for it. She's got a second vest just up top just right. in case. Must be. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And she, she thinks, like, getting exploded when you're 20 is way different from being exploded when you're 50. I, I don't know that she knows that for sure, but I, I believe it I so. mean, yeah, she can't be wrong. I mean. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you said something about secondary explosions? It's like, yeah, yeah, it was on my list. And so, yeah, he, he was trying to gather the harmonium, and there was a reaction, unfortunately. And it's the the, the end of the chapter is her really sweet, like, internal thing about... When she married Wax, she said that she wasn't gonna stop him from being who she was, or who he was rather.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like that <laughs> that section there is just stare us to a T, and it's just the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, it was very this, and the portion later where she's talking to him about like, you know, I you don't have to be you don't have to be this or the other. You can be this one person. That personally hit home for me a lot. So uh, I really appreciate Brandon kind of putting this uh, this kind of love, this kind of relationship in a book. Mm. It's very it's very real. And I think he did a really good job. It resonated with me very, very strongly. So I uh, this this portion and that next portion especially. So I think it was really cool and really well done.
2: Agreed. Yeah. The, the interesting line to me is where she's like, it's less frightening to be shot at with wax than to sit at home and wonder if he was being shot at. And I was like, that's that's love. And then he tries to be part of her world, too, by spending time with her doing finances, all the all, all that stuff that he really hated before. But it almost seems like he's getting kind of into these things, the politics and the I everything. like I, that
3: I think it's much like his marriage to Steris itself. At first, he started doing it out of obligation. But then, like, over as time, he realized he he genuinely did enjoy those things. And so, in effect, like, you know, yeah. he enjoyed being with her. So, it's, yeah, just a, just an extension of that. I also appreciate,
0: uh, and I think just to speak more to what Dak was talking about, I, I think Wax is very good, eventually, that is, at finding enjoyment in, like, almost any activity. Like, you know, he has his things that he really likes, shooting guns doing experiments but i think given the opportunity like to just see something from a different perspective i th- you know i think sometimes he's pretty good at at finding enjoyment and
3: in, in things in general so it's a
0: kind of a cool
3: cool trait i feel like yeah, yeah. just before we move on from steris as well one one thing i'm, I'm going to bring up because it happened to me last night and it was funny i was just in instagram and you know just hit the search function was randomly scrolling through like Whatever memes were in, or images were in, just the search function. And as I'm scrolling, I realised, oh, the, my my phone has finally clued into the fact that we're doing Sanderson-related stuff. Maybe because I looked at our page on Instagram, because it started <laughs> recommending memes based on the Cosmere to me. And I only know this because I didn't click on it. But there was a meme that popped up. It was the uh, meme from Invincible with um, the dad going, "Look at what they need to imitate a fraction of our power." And, I didn't, and all i could see was over his face was the name steris i'm like hmm staying away from that one
2: yeah that's probably a
3: good idea Like, <laughs> oh crap instagram's
2: finally caught up now i want to try to find this exact uh, meme about steris <laughs> it it may even be like last night i added uh or no maybe it was today i mean it might have still been last night for you but anyway i realized that a lot of fun pages were following our Instagram, but our Instagram was following almost nobody. And I was like, you know what? Let's let, let's return the love and uh, follow okay. some of these like, uh, you know, Sanderson fans or Sanderson uh, people who post a bunch of those memes and stuff. So I, I added a bunch of, uh, I followed a bunch of accounts from our account uh, last or this mm, morning. Or something, maybe,
0: so. maybe that's why I threw it in Dak's algorithm. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, maybe. Be. And so Marisai and Alex sit down and he's chewing gum, and he, it says that chewing visibly was a cultural taboo for him, which he finds odd because it's like, shouldn't eating be the one thing you lift your mask for? Which, yeah, that occurred to me, too. I was like, did, did they, like, lift their mask, stick some food in, and then put it back down to chew? Like, that, that seems like a pain in the butt.
3: Yeah, whatever, man. Hey, they're culture, right? You know. Yeah, that's how I ate during COVID, so they can <laughs> do
2: it. Yeah, okay, fair point. <laughs> And we find out that from Alec that the new ambassador is Dahl the Primary. He is very well respected by the hosts, capital H hosts. And Marisai has to explain to Wax, no, no, respected by the hosts, is that means he was successful in war. And they're like, oh, okay, so
3: he's like a warrior, a you know, war leader guy. That's turns, not good. Turns out he's the reason that all the other tribes have united into the Malwish Consortium. He went down there and just beat everyone up. Could be.
2: And Alex says that it's not exactly a threat, but if the consortium has finally been achieved, the five nations agreeing to put a common face northward, then it's a symbol. They send you their best, and they want you to know it. And like I love, I love him calling wax ad, adjective waxilium. He's like I can't, I can't come up with uh, with names to throw in there anymore. So your adjective. They want you to know they will not be bullied. And so apparently, leaving the bands of mourning behind in the last book. Is kind of a big deal down south. Alec tries to explain it. He's like, it's it's like like we left you with the body of our dead father, a body that is also a powerful weapon. No one was happy about this. And then Wayne comes in and goes, you all got blowed up and you didn't wait for me? And Sarah says, Waxillium got blowed up. The rest of us merely witnessed it. I think he did it on purpose to annoy you. Uh, see, as opposed to that previous section that had the, the weird Starris line where he's like, oh, yeah, explosions happen around Wax or whatever. This feels like how Starris would talk about it. It's like Waxillium got blown up. <laughs> and Wax goes, I've been reminded quite profoundly that I'm at least two decades past Prime Exploding Age. I, I, now I'm trying to think, like, when exactly is Prime Exploding Age? Uh, I got to make sure that I'm not there any longer. I don't want to do any exploding. Uh,
3: 23.
2: Okay, that's fine.
1: a risk of being in an area where you're going to explode, though.
2: I guess you never know. Probably not nearly as much as wax.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd hope not.
2: <laughs> no. I, just no. Hear Jane, I hear Jane's voice from Serenity. I I, I don't want to explode. <laughs> and then Marissa is like, "Glad you're back, Wayne. We need a plan." And then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Being fifth in the room is what every feller wants. He's he's still, oh. you know." It's just a been a sad. couple hours since his breakup, so he's not, uh, he's, he's still yeah. a little bit sad. Yeah.
3: Are you still odd about that? <laughs> <laughs> she called you a great shag. Get on with your life.
2: I like Marisai saying that she's, she keeps telling Reddy that they need a specialist team, like a squad specifically for dealing with Metalborn. But he keeps resisting. I think he considers us that squad. Which, look, not unfounded. I mean, yeah, she did just kill, like, a guy with four different metal powers today or something, so... Still, I feel like you should get extra pay or
3: something if you're the special metal
2: born squad.
3: Does special squad get special wages? Uh, no, not in the budget. Damn, nope. Not even a little bit.
1: That's why he doesn't have to worry about it, because they'll just do it.
2: That's true. It's not like they're going to let it go. Mm. Vendel comes back, and he says that Harmony is worried. Trellium has a repulsing effect on other forms of investiture, but doing it like you did created what he called an invested matter energy transference. That's bad, but it comes with a free Frogert. That's good. (laughs) The Frogert is also cursed. That's bad. Uh, (laughs) And like Wax is like, so did he seem surprised? And Vendel's like, I don't I don't know, actually. And uh, he asked Wax if Wax got his note. Wax is like, yeah, he wants me to make an earring out of Trillium, and Harris is like, why would he want you to do that? And I don't know. And I, did we establish before, he says, I think he's, got, he's trying to get me interested since I ignored his last couple of invitations. Is this the first time we're finding out that Harmony has been trying to communicate with Wax, and Wax is just ignoring him? Because that no. seems like a bad idea.
1: It didn't sound unfamiliar when I read it, but yeah. now that you've said it, I don't know how to it.
3: I feel like it has come up. Okay. It's just,
2: it, it doesn't, it's like if God's like, hey, hey, can I talk to you real quick? And you're like, nah, I'm good. Seems like a bad plan. but. And then Wayne drinks some tea straight through the nozzle of the teapot. Classy.
3: Yeah, very. <laughs> Marisai is scandalized because he's putting booze in. It's like, who spikes tea?
2: <laughs> he's had a rough day, okay? Yeah. Wax tells them, "Okay, Marisai, you and you and Wayne and Vendel, you go do your your, your sting in Bilming. Steris and I were gonna do research to find out if we can see find any examples of explosions, maybe of the set discovering the explosive properties of this stuff." And Marisai's a little bit disappointed that Wax is not going to come along, but she's like, "You know, I, I can't make him, and he's he is getting older." So, and then. Wayne is gonna go listen to the fellows in prison, maybe so he can get his bilming accent down or whatever, and invites Vendell to come along so I can I can give you some tips on your accents. And Vendell's offended by this and he's like, I have hundreds of years experience doing impersonations. And Wayne says, Yeah, and every time I've seen you you sound snide and upper class. And he's like, I guess Harmony did directly order me to be about this. Fieldwork field work is so distasteful.
3: I don't remember him being this much of a snob. I knew he was a bit of a snob, but now he just sounds like silver spoon blob. Really? I don't I, know. I always kind of felt that way about him. I don't really like the guy. I was supposed to. I, I I I thought he was kind of a smart ass, but I didn't think he was like an, an elitist.
1: Should hear him in the audio book.
3: What does he sound like? Yeah. There?
1: Just very snobby.
2: That makes sense, I guess, given this very this one interaction.
1: Yeah. Mm. I was like, man, I'm gonna punch you.
2: <laughs> does he sound like someone who fact checks other people's jokes
1: uh yeah probably
2: that line still sticks with me from last time i was editing it and uh, i like that calls out it's like you're married to someone who would do that wax <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
3: i mean that's you know i thought Vandel was quite funny earlier. Really, i guess it was really some more moment earlier in these chapters when He's still bugging wax for his skill skelet- uh, for his skeleton waxes, and it's not for sale. And Staris like, Mine is? And they're just like, Oh really? Okay. Yes, that is a great bit. Where she's course, like,
2: I mean, why do I need it? I'd rather have the money.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all always practical. Staris is like, I mean, the money would be better to have
2: now. I mean yeah. gotta put it. We're gonna put our kids through high school. Uh Starris is yeah. I mean, I, I might well <laughs> have that same attitude if I if I was in this situation. I'm like, I mean, oh. yeah, after I'm dead, do what you want, I guess.
3: My God, the the terrible jo- the terrible like joke that just popped into my head was just like you can have a moment where, um, you know Max is in high school and he has no idea what he's saying. It's like, oh yeah, my mom sold her body to put us uh, to put us through school.
2: <laughs> oh no, no, oh yeah. I mean, I mean it is it is also a little bit weird because like Starrison and Wax are rich, so you yeah. don't really need the money. But I mean, free money, why not?
3: Yeah, I mean, you can't ever be too rich, am I right? Is free drama hmm. that the professor has after Bender sells his body? Uh, yeah, oh, Bender, I've been down that road. I know it's glamorous and the parties are great, but you'll end <laughs> up spending every dollar you make on jewelry and skin tight pants. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, the professor in... I'm not even gonna... We're just gonna move on. Okay. <laughs> Fire indeed hot. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, so there's, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see. Okay, so Marisai has been prepping. We skipped basically three days later for our very long chapter. As I mentioned last time, 19 is the longest chapter in the book. So but the uh, wax says that it's been going well. They got good disguises. They've got actual boxes of supplies and they've got a guy wearing the body of the actual like uh, leader of this group. So and so Staris and Wax have been looking through all of these broadsheets for these last three days, I guess, and they have to make it fun. So they they, they call out like funny headlines to each other. Pickled pachyderm plays piano. Why do they always pick pachyderm? And he goes, because it's a funny word. So I guess they got they have elephants here. I mean, it makes
3: sense. They have giraffes and stuff,
2: but I don't know that we've ever seen or heard an elephant talked about just imagine,
3: like, Coloss riding into battle on elephants, off, facing off against the humans on giraffes. That's, that's a battle, all right. Then the candra pop up on rhinos. Let's go!
2: <laughs> the candra pop up as rhinos.
3: Oh, brilliant. But, of course, they don't like to kill people, so most of them, anyway. I mean, you can gore someone on a rhino's horn without killing them. <laughs> You'd, You'd be maybe? surprised what you could live through? <laughs> yeah. Be
0: surprised what you can live through.
3: They can have hippos instead, how about that?
2: But here's well, hippos are even more deadly than rhinos.
3: Yeah, but I feel like you probably got more control over their tusks than the horns of a rhino. Mm. But
2: here's the bit Joe was talking about, where Wax is having some weird side effects of uh, the explosion that he doesn't want to tell anybody about. Like his vision behaving oddly and becoming distorted, or he thinks yeah. he's seeing allomantic lines when he's not burning his steel. That's uh, – I, I don't feel like that's good.
1: There's a lot going on there, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, potential brain damage is usually not good. So. <laughs> I don't buy that it's brain
0: damage because, I mean, it's we're talking about some kind of investiture-related thing here, I think. Oh,
2: like what? Okay.
0: Well, I mean, if he's seeing random lines, I mean, I, I was going to say this for predicaments, but, you know, maybe – Maybe that explosion injected some trellium into his body, which is not what you want. Oh. You know, like well, a shrap- no. like, a, like some shrapnel, you know what I mean? So it may be trellium in there, maybe harmonium. and maybe a weird mixture that's going to slowly poison him and make him sick. Like, you never know, man.
2: Yeah, I guess we have no clue what if you could burn trellium or what it would do if you could burn it. So I, probably nothing good, right?
3: I mean, how, how would he burn it, though? He can only burn one metal. He's not a misborn.
2: Well, but that was the thing about, uh, like, loracium, anyone could burn that, right? Because it was a god metal. Right. It was a god metal. And the same thing for trellium, anybody could burn it. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, theoretically, but, but, I don't think well, we've Well, seen hang
3: anybody. on. Ad, right. not, not well, not everyone could burn
2: that. And that, that was the thing that I think ends up being... Because we we discussed briefly, although I was like, it's not really a big deal, let's move past it, that not long ago, Brandon had, like, a retcon where he's like, oh, that adium wasn't, like, pure adium, that was this adium mixed with something else. And so it wasn't really like what it, what we saw in those books. Wasn't what like pure adium would do.
3: No, I've completely forgot we had that talk.
2: And I think it may be because adium would be burnable by anyone because it's a God metal. That's my theory. Right. Anyway, I don't know that it's actually been discussed. So that means that trillium and harmonium potentially could be burnable by anybody and could do who knows what, but, I mean, who would try to burn harmonium when getting it wet makes it explode?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good way to lo- lose your lower jaw. Yeah, right. You can lose oh, like, a lot. Like no, like um, just, you go.
1: I just that you can suspend it in oil, so it can be in certain substances. Maybe it's just the the hydrogen and oxygen in that specific combination for water that it re- reacts to. Um, mm. Is it? It doesn't say what substance is wetting it, because you can suspend it in an oil solution without it blowing up. So there's got to be something to that.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe if you suspended it in a solution and then, like, swallowed it and burned it really fast, you could burn it before it, like, exploded in your stomach or something. I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Wouldn't want to be the first one to try it.
2: No, because then what (laughs) if you couldn't burn it after all? Like, it turns out, oh, not
3: everybody can burn this. Then you're screwed.
1: (laughs) You're walking dynamite. Yeah.
3: No, it's, it's like... You just down it, and everyone's like, "Did it work?" And the guy's like, "I don't know. Did you ever see Alien?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
3: yeah, I didn't even.
2: That's a good point, Joe. He, he could have gotten some of this stuff into him, and it might not be good. Yeah, I mean, anytime I think somebody close to explosion, my immediate thought goes to shrapnel, because it's not
0: the explosion that kills you. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like you know, it you get to- you, you get Tony Stark, and you get some shrapnel in you. Yeah, that's no good.
2: And so they they haven't found anything really solid. To indicate that the set has uh, discovered, which is why they're still looking, obviously, and calling out. Snake sneaks snoring snails. I have to admire them for committing to the gimmick. (laughs) And Starris is like, "Uh, do you wish you'd gone with Mersai and Wayne? And Wax is like, they'll be fine. They don't need me. And she's like, well, that's not what I asked. And this is when they have that discussion where it's like, you don't have to pick, like, you don't have to be this guy or that guy. You can be you, basically.
0: Yeah, and I've talked about it already, but this is just a, it's just a really nice moment. It's like I've, yeah. I've struggled with this personally in my life. Like, it, you know, as being a part of a relationship or in a marriage, and it's like I don't have to, you know, can I be me, or or do I have to be the best husband, like this this ideal husband? Do I have to be this ideal father, or can I just be myself? You know, and it's it's been difficult to kind of figure out. The balancing act between just being me but then also living up to responsibilities that i have in my life so mm-hmm. and i think that's probably something every adult struggles through but Wax is, is taking this particular task on pretty late in life and and to have a partner in your life that tells you you know it's okay to be you i i love you i don't love you know this this husband that sits here and does finances with me just because that's what you do, like because you, you do that with me. I love you. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I will support you no matter what your decision is on on these things. And that's uh, it, it was just very well written. And, and um, I think a really big testament, hopefully, to the kind of relationship that Brandon has in his own life. You know, I don't know anything about the guy or his marriage. and It's none of my business, but hopefully that's the situation he finds himself in i'm sure he would he would probably say that i've only ever heard him say positive things about his wife and his family so but yeah just really really nice
2: relationship here nobody's manipulating each other or anything like that it's just really really sweet his family did get up to leave in the middle of his talk and he was like wait what's going on he was afraid they were like going to come oh. up on stage and something was happening that yeah. he didn't know about <laughs> he was like oh okay you're leaving bye <laughs> it's like all right, all right. See you later. You hear me talking enough, I'm sure. Given how much that guy writes, like how much time out of his life he spends writing, he must have like a pretty understanding wife there. uh Although I guess he was probably like that when she married him, so she kind of knew what she was
1: getting into. <laughs> Somewhat like and works.
2: Yeah, actually, that's a good point. And so she, they start talking about he, he's he's like, the situation is so big. Like last year when Vendel asked me to go on a mission, it didn't feel this urgent. Which is because Vendell asked you to go and recover, like, a spike from one of his friends. It wasn't like, the world is going to end and the ash is going to return. This does seem bigger, yeah.
3: That wasn't last year. That was, like, six years ago. Oh, that's true. So what's he talking about? What's this one last year when Vendell offered him a mission? Maybe that's when Harmony tried to contact him most
2: recently. I didn't think about that. I just assumed <laughs> that he was talking about, yeah, I misread that. You're right. Oh,
0: yeah,
3: that's true. I misread the same thing. Did Brandon misread it? Did he mess up? Yep, might be a typo. Who knows? In fairness, it's like, in Bands of Mourning, it's, it's not exactly like Vendell offered him that mission, like, yeah. like kind of strong-armed, strong-armed him into it.
2: And he offered right. it first, and then Wax turned it down, and then he kind of, yeah. Yep. And so he's like, wait, we shouldn't be looking for accidental explosions, we should be looking for intentional ones, because if they discovered this thing, then they would have been testing it. And that's when they're like, earthquakes. And that leads them very quickly to... Some Bilming papers where there are reports of earthquakes starting a year ago, which officials went went on to explain was them building an underground rail line like Ellendale has. And he, he's like, but wait, like, why would Bilming want a subway? They have an elevated train system that they're always talking about, that they love showing off. And these explosions have been going on for four and a half years, and they don't have a single line up and running. I think I said it started a year ago. It said starting years ago. So they've been working on a subway, quote, unquote, for almost five years, and they don't have anything going. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty – what are the workers doing? Just hanging out? (laughs) (laughs) But this actually has some more serious implications, I feel like, because, okay, let's say you're right, and these are them testing explosives. The government of this city is being like, oh, no, yeah, we're building a subway. So the set has the government covering for them, if that's the case. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of figure out in the next chapter that it's like, oh, yeah, no, this entire city is under Trell's control. The entire thing. It's
1: not good. It's like down
0: to them, down to Telson
2: telling them what to build. Yeah, like what their houses have to look like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when he, they go back to like, wait, all that stuff that Marisai found about them trying to test what they could smuggle into Ellendale. They're going to bring a big ass bomb into Ellendale. Did, did, this is all bad, okay. Although, I I feel like that's more trouble than you would need to go into. Like, the only thing that you should need to sneak into Elendel would be, like, maybe the Trelium and the Harmonium. You could build everything else in the city if you wanted to blow up the city.
3: I guess because they don't have Elendel's um, government under uh, tight control as building, it's probably easier to make sure they've got everything assembled and assembled correctly mm. in building and then, just, and then just ship it out rather than trying to... Assemble it hidden somewhere in Ellendale and hoping no one stumbles across you before you've got it ready.
2: Yeah, and you got people like Marisai and Wax hunting down set people in Ellendale, so that's yeah, that's not a that's a good point. Yeah. And so Wax finally decides, okay, fine, this is a big enough deal that I'm gonna have to talk to Harmony. And so he puts in the earring and suddenly he's in a different place. He's staring at he's Harmony is standing there, a serene figure in traditional terrace robes, kindly eyes. And if you unfocus your eyes, Harmony seemed as vast as the Cosmere, two sweeping wings, one white, one black. Very, very kind of Sephiroth here. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what I thought. And actually, you know, it's funny. I was talking before we started recording that I'm currently playing Final Fantasy Crisis Core Reunion. One of the characters has a white wing and one of the characters has a black wing in the game. So it's very, very uh, Final Fantasy adjacent here.
2: And Wax is like, oh, hey. Last time I was here, I was dead. And Army's like, well, you were dying. You're right on the edge of death, which I feel like is where I live most of the time. But that redness that was surrounding the planet six years ago, not there anymore. He's like, oh, did you get rid of that? And Army's like, no. It invested the planet. It invested me. I responded too slowly. It is a failing that grows more dangerous in me. By the time I realized what was happening, it came over me. It doesn't hurt. It dampens my ability to see. So, Trell has blinded Harmony to what's going on on the planet, more or less. But it also affects his ability to see the future, so he can't see what's going to happen either.
1: I can't can't see see the future!
2: future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We both went there. He says that it'll only take him a few years to get rid of it, which is practically nothing on the time scale of gods, and yet the danger is now.
3: And so, Manhattan thing. Like, like, hang on, something's blocking me from seeing the seeing the future. What the hell is this? Yep. Ah, but he can see what Wax sees and learn
2: what Wax learns because they have a connection. And he's like, I thought we had more time. And I realize only now that I've been moving too slowly yet again, too slowly. And so Wax is just like, look, if I'm going to stop the guy, I need to know who he is. And so, yes, he he's like, Harmony, who is Trell? And Harmony says, well, Trell is the god Autonomy, what we call a shard of Adenalsium. Boom. Yeah, just like, oh, okay, answers. Alright, awesome. Yeah, even Wax is shocked. He's like, oh, you're just you're just telling me. Autonomy is held by a woman named Bavadin. Her many different faces or avatars act with independence. Trell, a male god, can be considered one of these.
3: So I guess that means that given Trell was a thing in the previous trilogy, that means autonomy's had her attention, at least in this area of the Cosmia, including Skadrial, for a long-ass time now.
2: Yeah, or at least she had the foresight to put a seed in place for potential use later.
3: Oh, like Ego in
2: Guardians 2. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't think about that comparison. But, yeah, literally, he was putting those seeds. Yeah, okay. And he did that because he wanted everything to be him, which is kind of seems Autonomy's thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so she's Ego. Got it. Female Kurt Russell. <laughs> He says you rarely get to speak to autonomy herself. She speaks through her avatars. Sometimes those are pieces of herself that have gained a semblance of self-awareness. And sometimes she chooses people and gives them some of her power. And we, we found out at the end of the last book that she decided to destroy this world. But now she's been persuaded to let it persist as long as it can be controlled. And he says that last year autonomy gave me an ultimatum. As my blinding was taking effect, she demanded I give her this world and move to another. Which that's bold. That's well, and given what now. we find out about, <laughs> and given what we find out about her later,
0: I don't think she would have just let him move to another planet because she doesn't like the effect of him having holding two shards allows whatever world he inhabits to develop too quickly. So, and that's what she's afraid of. So it doesn't really make sense that she'd be like, ah, just move to a different planet. It's like, no, she wants to, that's that's not going to work.
3: Yeah, I she's don't... like, if she's, talk, if she's talking about destroying this planet because it's a threat to her, then that's got to be because of Saez's influence. Maybe. Like, why else would she be attacking it while says is in charge?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, he could just go create humans with the same capabilities to develop as the ones on Skadrial now
2: maybe she's thinking well now
0: I'll have control of this one so I'm on even footing but really it doesn't make a lot of sense
2: Well, given what we learn in the next chapter she's already ahead I don't know that it would even be an even matter because well we'll we'll get there but my thing is I don't even know that he could really like disinvest himself from this planet because we found out that like preservation gave more of himself to make the humans self aware or whatever here so, like, Sazed is kind of deeply invested in this planet. Ruin and preservation, we think, created this planet. That's at least what Chris theorized when we read the the, the essay on this system. So, I don't know that he can just go off and leave it to somebody else. You know how if much he wanted, blood to. and sweat is in this place. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he he wasn't gonna say yes regardless. So, moot point maybe. And so one of the last things he saw was the person Autonomy has chosen as her avatar, and it is Wax's sister.
3: This is an interesting note that she was the leader of the set. I know that she's like we said, oh, she's the one who recruited Mr. Soup, but I didn't realize she was in charge of the whole thing.
2: Maybe she wasn't the last time we saw her. Oh, okay. Because this uh, what does he say? Says the leader of the set. Well, no, I mean, he says, Autonomy offered me an ultimatum last year as my blinding was taking effect. So that's five years after the last time we saw her. She could have risen. Oh, yeah. System. Okay. Good point. Especially since we saw Autonomy kind of culling uh, some of the set uh, in at the end of the last book. True. Sure. And so he's like, oh, crap. I'm, I'm going up against Telson and she's going to have, like, god powers or something. That's not good. And Wax is like, you're only telling me now? And Harmony's like, I contacted you a year ago you just didn't want to talk to me and I was trying to respect that
3: <laughs> well, the narration is just like damn
2: damn yeah that's the. Co- and at this point when I was reading this for the first time and recording my reactions I was just like this isn't like your ex boyfriend that you're like oh, I wanted to respect your need. this was the fate of the world <laughs> maybe this is more important than like oh I wanted to respect your desires yeah it's a it's definitely an oversight he says wax it is time again i need a sword and he asks like do they know about like marisai and wayne's plan are they in danger and harmony's like well i i I, i'm blind like i told you i can't see i don't know i wish i could i've tried to handle this in other ways and i failed so i've come back to the one weapon i've always been able to rely upon and he gives us an interesting, this maybe information we're already aware of, but he's he says that shards have what we call an intent, capital I, a driving motivation. He, I have two of them, pr- to preserve and to destroy. Autonomy is driven to divide off from the rest of us and go her own way. She pushes her followers to prove themselves and rewards those who are bold and survive against the odds. Which this this very much sounds like survivorism to me. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like uh, autonomy and Kelsier could be buddies.
1: Maybe they are.
2: That's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know.
0: That's crazy. I. Th- this is uh, very intriguing, very interesting, and it's so funny because you get you get two different like aspects of personality here. That thing that Harmony says, like she rewards those that do well, and my immediate thought was when he says that, what does she do to those that don't? Hmm. And then you know, Marisai is the one who actually asks that to Moonlight, and is like. What is? What do they do to the that don't? Oh, they're not bad stuff. You know, it's just kind of funny. It's like
2: you Wax doesn't think to ask, but Marisai does. Mm-hmm. Well, Wax is very concerned about Telson, basically. He's just thinking, uh, well, she's going to have God powers. This is not good. I don't like her. She tried to kill me.
1: <laughs> so she was already insufferable to deal with, and now she's God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, technically, that, she's opposing God, so that makes her Satan.
1: And then.
2: Harmony mentions, oh, also, Autonomy has an army from off world mobilized to invade and destroy everyone on this planet if Telson doesn't succeed in what she's doing.
0: Yeah. You know, so just the usual stuff. No big deal. Uh, you yeah, know, I didn't think that was necessary to mention
2: before this point, but here it is. So either Elendel gets like magic nuked or an army invades to kill everyone. This is not. Column A and Column B are both bad yeah we definitely thought well i mean it's the last book in this era
0: there's got to be some like world ending type stuff possibly happening and
2: yeah sure enough here it is and then we finally ask about the trellium earring which is what i was like i want to know about this and he says that uh he he talks about vin a little bit but he's like basically the trellium spike will connect you to trell's avatar like you're connected to me you will be able to sense her and she will be able to sense you and wax goes i don't know if that's a good idea
3: she always gets the better of me. I don't know. I should not play her games. And you but know much dumb sir. place my mind went to when this happened? I'm just like, Wax, don't you put the spike in. Give it to Wayne and let him get inside <laughs> Telson's head. That will drive her fucking mad.
2: <laughs> let him annoy the crap out of her.
3: Yeah. That's a it's good like, night uh,
0: night. it Yeah. It's like in the Joker's uh, Revenge or Joker's Return when in Batman Beyond when he's like, oh. Well, I like making quips and like <laughs> Joker gets annoyed. He's like, Hey, this isn't the Batman. I know you can't make jokes. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not your thing. That's my thing.
2: I love that movie. Actually, that was a great movie. Return of the Joker, by the way, is the name. And I, like Harmony's just like, I mean, yeah, you, use, use the earring. Don't use the earring. It's a tool that I made for you to use. So whatever you want to do with it. And then he says that I've lost games over and over again against autonomy but I still have help. I can send you some do not realize I was behind their mobilization. So he's got help. And I guess from multiple sources, because I guess some of the help he's sending does know that it's from him and some doesn't. And so he says, will you be my sword again? And wax goes, is it absolutely necessary? And Says goes, well, I mean, it depends on uh, how you feel about your sister taking my place as this planet steward. And, uh, Wax is wait that can actually happen and say says yes and Wax is just like damn again and so he, disrupt Telson's plan and Autonomy will abandon her that's our best bet and then Wax is like but what about the army he's like well we'll have to hope that we have time to stop them after we stop your sister this is this
3: is not a great plan yeah it's like yeah one thing at a time dude who knows if we have time for one thing at a time though yeah but that doesn't mean you should just like oh well we can't focus on Telson because we've got to worry about the army because then Telson's still got her thing. Like, Telsa's the more immediate threat, so it's like, yes, you need to prepare for the army, but you still need to focus on her because she's coming sooner.
2: Wax sees Harmony differently in this moment, as someone doing their best while being crushed between opposing powers. He needs help, and I'm all there is. And the conversation ends with, like, is there anything you're not telling me? And he says, well, a lot of things, actually. Will any of them hurt, like what happened with Lessie? It's like well not on purpose but i can't promise you'll survive or that if you do it will be without pain and then it says god asked do you trust me and wax says no but i trust her less <sighs> that's that's sad but okay and i understand why he wouldn't trust it but we, well, i i still like sazed so it, you know it, it it's sad and let's see in the meantime okay he comes back to staris and he's like i'm gonna have to go i'm sorry And she's had his mist coat laundered for him, which is good because it had that stinky bun in the pocket for who knows how long. And then there's a knock at the door and he goes out and finds 16 metal vials, one of them with red paint that says, use the others instead of your normal vials and use this last one only in emergency.
0: Yeah, which I was like, I don't know if this was from if this was from Harmony, I feel like Harmony would have just said, oh, yeah, I'm sending you some stuff he said he was sending help yeah but the fact that the person didn't stick around to like say hey here here's this stuff from harmony that and you know the letter doesn't say dash harmony or something like that
2: it's like that that kind of perturbs me you know i mean could anyone else have known that he was about to head out on a mission he didn't even know until he talked to harmony i mean i (laughs) guess set, set something up
0: it's possible yeah I don't think it's the set. I think it might be our new our new friends, but who knows? Mm, the, does, the the diamond
3: logo people. Does he yeah. still have the the earring in?
2: Oh, the harmony earring. Um, yeah. Did it say he took it out? Let's see. I
3: don't, I don't think it does. No, it doesn't um, mention it. Because I mean, in Alloy of Law, when he found his trunk full of all his his guns and stuff, like Harmony's just like a, you're welcome in his ear. Like you'd think Harmony could have done the same here. Mmm. It's true. Okay, and so the. So, yeah, I guess
2: who knows? It'll be it, it, these are good or bad vials, one or the other. It's actually just cyanide. He pulls out a strong box with two fully aluminum pistols from Renette, Vindication 2 and the Steel Survivor, which, OK, these are cool names. And he's even got some rounds designed with secondary explosions for dealing with hemolurgists, which that's badass. Nice.
3: Makes me think of, like, the Avengers when Loki catches the arrow and just looks at it condescendingly, then it literally explodes in his face.
2: Yep. Uh, Let's see. There's more in the box, including Ronette's most deadly design, which he decides not to take with him, which is a huge disappointment to me. I'm just like, but 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 the deadliest, why would you not take that? Because he's not a soldier. He's a lawman. Uh, Come on. And I also like that he has a belt with a pouch lined in aluminum for holding his metal vials so they can't be pushed away from him in in the middle of a fight. That's really smart. And then he tells Starris that she's going to have to take care of the, the Senate and the governor while he's gone, because this is not a good time for him to leave with the new ambassador and all the stuff about to happen, especially if a bomb is on its way to the city. And she's like, I mean, we could ask somebody else. I'm not good with people. I'll, I'll just mess it up. And he's like, I think that you're absolutely the best person to represent our house. And she doesn't know if she can do it. And he says he tells her that he believes in her and that's enough for her. She's like, "Okay, I'll do it. If you really think this is the best, then I'll try. And then here's Max. Why aren't you in bed? Because I'm in here. Which, yeah, that's Uh, that that's a very little kid thing to say. I like that. And he's like, you're you, you need to go fight monsters. If I can find them. And Max says, you can. You're the best detector that ever lived. Uncle Wayne told me. No. He said, you can find any treasure there ever was to be found. And then there's the cheesy and sweet bit where he's like, I've already found the best treasures, Max. Now I have to keep them safe. Bum, bum, bum. The more, you know, or, you know, some kind of sweet thing. (laughs) And that's the end of part one, which was a very dramatic and cool way, way to end part one, I feel like. And so we got one more chapter left, but first we have another broadsheet page. Beloved editor still missing. It's been eight days since our editor's husband and children pled for her safe return.
3: And this may don't fuck around.
2: No, right? Yeah. He says something against the mayor and so she vanishes, which is just that's that's not the way that you want a city to be working. No, this guy sucks. And then there's an ad for Vif Sparkle Tonic, which it's Viff with an exclamation point. I know the diff. Give me this. Oh, boy. Oh, God. What a terrible tagline. I thought,
3: I thought it was funny.
2: And then, and then there, there's the thing about the the, the uh, underground railway that's being constructed. It's, it's, it's yeah. It just it does seem so bad. Initiated over four years ago with a bloated budget that rusts the metals of every <laughs> building taxpayer. <laughs> uh, that's good.
0: You know, I, I, I appreciated this um, broadsheet. Purely for the fact that this was one of the ones at the con.
2: It's true. Oh, it cool. Was. Yeah. Because there were yeah. They, I mean, the broadsheets from each of the book were there. I have all four of them around here somewhere. But owner of soothing parlor grateful for public agitation. I like that note. That was... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, I do think like maybe I should adopt that phrase into everyday life. You know, if something goes wrong at work, I'm just like, oh man, they're really rusting my medals right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but my f- absolute favorite section of of this is Alomancer Jack settles with sidekick. Apparently, there was a lawsuit or something between Jack and Handerwim Terraceborn,
3: which is just the best thing ever. So
2: Handerwim says that Alamancer Jack skimmed his uh, his stakes in the company to invest in new media ventures, which did not pan out, apparently. (laughs) And Jack's quoted in here is like, oh, this is this was always my intention to train dear Handerwim in the ways of greatness and then cut the apron strings. This is like, and then
0: when they get his follow-up reaction, it's like the most kiff he's ever, he's got like, (laughs) I just imagine his head on his hand, his hand on his head, like, yeah,
2: no, that's, that's not what happened. (laughs) When when asked for comment, Terrace Bourne just closed his eyes and sighed. (laughs) But the best part is the end, where it's like more details on back. Why the judge let Jack keep the tiger? (laughs)
3: <laughs> see in the in our paperback that we have here it cuts off after the t so i couldn't see what what jack was oh. keeping until you mentioned that
1: yeah i think we don't get the full full copy no that's sad i it's, mean it's the, enough of the story that you can piece it together but yeah tiger was new to me
2: yep that's the story i desperately want this tiger and how it's involved in all of this
3: I'm also really concerned by this picture immediately below that story, which I guess the picture must be connected to the haunted, like the villa story next to it. That, that is clearly a pterosaur.
2: Yeah, right. The, you just get the, the, the top of the, the, the picture. But yeah, I uh, I believe that, well, since the haunted man is mentioned right there, then yeah, it's connected
3: to that other story. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like fucking who's riding a pteranodon or whatever it is. <laughs> this is a good question. Also, the fuck did Says do to the ecosystem? Oh, yeah, we're going to put some elephants here, some giraffes over here, and fucking thunder lizards in the sky. Let's go. <laughs>
2: so, what you can't see is the headline of that little section, which is called Flight of the Ornosaur. So, I guess that's what that's called. I don't know. but Okay. You get a little more of that in the next section of Broadsheet. Uh, so, our last chapter is chapter 20. Marisai gets some sleep in the truck. And her driver is a, is a woman, not not terribly talkative, so she kind of dozes off. But when they get to town, when they get to Bilming, which is a chief port for trade with the southern continent. So it says that most of the trade with the south is being handled by ocean ships and not airships, which kind of surprised me. But uh, I guess it kind of also makes sense. They probably have more ocean ships than airships.
3: I was going to say, it's like, yeah, like uh, the Ellendale part of society doesn't have airships aside from what they've built, which would be very minor, whereas they have more yeah. control over boats. So,
2: Well, and even the Southerners use sh- ships because of that. We had that section where Alex like, Oh, don't confuse us with like normal sea sailors. I forget exactly what he calls them. He, he talks about how like exclusive and elite the airmen are. So Bilming is a big old city. The one city in the basin that can legitimately rival Ellendale, she says. And they're in the middle of, Uber development, because while she's passing through some neatly laid out suburbs, she can see the huge swaths of land already set out to be filled. And in downtown, in the distance, you can see the half-finished pillars of skyscrapers rising up like m- the mythical spires of Credit Shaw. It's not what I would want to impersonate if I was them, but maybe that's just her, <laughs> her imagining. I mean,
3: it could be a statement from
2: Trill. It's true. And the... The driver starts talking after, as they're passing through all these buildings and billboards that uh, Marisai describes, but uh, we don't need to go into necessarily. And it's like, Do you ever notice how kids always draw houses the same way and then talks about how kids draw houses? And Marisai's like, uh, I guess that's interesting, Constable, what's your name? I go by Moonlight. We like code names. It's one of our things. And Marisai says, I have never heard that word before. And I don't know that we'd even talked about the fact before, but Skadriel (laughs) does not have a moon, so obviously she would not know what moonlight means.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't think I'd even thought about it. Yeah.
3: I thought we did, because when we did the essay, there was like that stellar map of the Mm
0: -hmm. system, and
3: there was no moon on it. Mm, We may have have. have briefly touched on it,
0: but my question is, are their tides way weird, or like, how does that
2: work? Yeah, maybe they don't have tides. And, and that's what Moonlight says is, oh, you wouldn't have heard that since you have no moon here. And then she reveals her tattoo, uh, a tattoo of just above her wrist of that same symbol, uh, the Mitsubishi logo, as Dak said.
3: I was going to say, yeah, oh. she,
2: fuck, she she works for the automotive company. <laughs> and Marisai immediately starts to go for her gun. And the woman's like, no, you don't need that. And Marisai's like, where's the constable who should have been driving this truck? What did you do to her? And she's like, nothing, she's fine, but I find it amusing that's the first thing you ask. I mean, I get it, but maybe get your priorities straight, Marisai. Which is just so condescending, but... And it turns out that this is the lady that Marisai saw in the cave. She gives her a little test by, like, flubbing the color of the mask she was wearing. And she's like, are you human? 100% I'm not a local, though. And so it says that she has a straight, straight black hair and a ponytail... An uncommon features, a shape to the eyes that Marisai has never seen, with prominent cheekbones.
0: Yeah, this made me think, especially because she keeps talking about art, it makes me think that she came from the world where we read
2: the short story from. Uh, which short story? The one with the art. Emperor's Soul? Yeah. Oh, that. Cell. Was, so, so cell. Yeah, the same planet as Elantris, that one, gotcha. Oh yeah,
0: that's I keep forgetting for some reason that that's the same planet. Because so yes. it was in a very
3: different part of the planet. It was so right. isolated from each other.
0: Yes, so yes, from the Elantris planet, because she the, the description, and then she keeps talking about art, I feel like that's
3: that's got to be where she's from. I hadn't thought about that, but that makes 100% sense. I'm going to with this. this. Hmm.
2: That was not my first thought here,
3: but that makes
2: sense, what you're saying. Well,
0: yeah, you have more information than we do, so maybe it wasn't your first thought, but it's mine.
2: And so uh, Moonlight talks about how much she hates building It's all the buildings have to be individual, but the way it comes together is too deliberate and makes it feel hollow. And she says, uh, Marissa, well, why do you think that is? Well, because of Trell's influence, obviously. And Marissa's like, oh, my gosh, tell me, please. Like, you you clearly have some information I want. Give me. And she kind of does. I mean, at first she's like, I mean, we don't always share our secrets with outsiders, Marissa. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Just the
0: and, fact that we've gotten so many characters that are forthcoming with information. It's like it's it's shocking.
2: It's like, oh wow, know, I'm getting right? I'm getting things. This is okay. Yeah. And Mariside threatens to arrest her, and she's like, Man, cops are so similar regardless of planet. Like she's she does not <laughs> like cops apparently either. Yeah. Well then, you know, she talks about stealing art
0: later, and I'm like, Yeah, this sounds exactly like this this lady from Cell that we read about.
3: Um oh, maybe that's What's why she name? knows maybe that's why she knows Hoyd. Because he's the reason she was in jail.
1: Mm, maybe he was.
3: Yep, he was the imperial oh. fool back there and
2: got her arrested. Yeah. And so he, could this be her? that Meet off with crazy. the moon scepter, as I recall.
3: Maybe yeah. she. Maybe she, Maybe she chased him down and then like, like she got recruited on the way. It's like, no, don't kill him. We eat him alive, but just you, you follow him and you keep tabs on him for us. <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny you say that, because when at the end of that story, she's like, and now I'm going to chase down the imperial fool and get him back. Well, yeah, and that's why I said it. At the time, we were like, huh, good luck with that. Like, like, you're going to have a lot of trouble doing that. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. She doesn't seem that mad at him now if 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 this is the same person. But I mean, she could have already gotten her revenge in some way. Who knows? Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, she may have gone looking for him and stumbled into something much bigger because she identifies herself as some kind of group. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: And so, yeah, I mean, so this other truck pulls up alongside them and sure enough, uh, as we were just talking about, Hoyd is the driver of the other truck, the truck with Wayne in it. And Moonlight says, Wayne wound up with Hoyt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Moonlight says, I can't tell these days if I'm watching him or he's keeping watch on me. Realistically, we're both just keeping watch on the same third parties. And Harris says like, no. Hoyd, he's been at wax's employee for years.
3: So, yeah, it sounds like, you know, she's a part of something. It doesn't make it clear if Hoyt is a part of something or if he's just an uh, an X Factor that, you know, is yeah. aware of them, but she, they're still just keeping an eye on him anyway.
0: To me, it sounds like Hoyt's doing his own thing, but he shows up from time to time, but she's obviously aware of him. And, like, they keep tabs on Hoyt or they try to, and, you know, she's under the impression that. Hoyt is keeping tabs on them, or that they're at least all watching Skadriel. Because for some reason, Skadriel seems to be uber important to all these Cosmere people. And I assume it's now because, you know, there's two two shards and one person in this place. Hmm. That yeah. that would be my assumption based on the information that we're given. But, you know, if this lady is human <laughs> and she doesn't have, like, super special powers, then she can't possibly be as know Hoyt all that well or be as old as Hoyt because Hoyt has been around for a long time because he yep. was in he was around
3: in the first era so yeah but so were people like Chris and that and they showed up in and she showed up in era two that's I true don't know that they were she she yeah, danced with I guess.
2: and she was well, she was definitely around at the time of the first era because we saw her in secret history so yeah
3: yeah I guess
2: well, maybe they have super crazy magic
1: maybe time just works differently on this planet I don't know
3: yeah oh my god this schedule is Narnia <laughs> hundreds like, of years here it's actually just like 40 minutes back on uh cell so
2: the way she says it is realistically we're both just keeping watch on the same third parties so that means that she's from one party hoyt is from another party whether that's a party of one we don't know and the third parties well it seems to me like hoyt has been in wax's employee for years so on the Unless he's keeping watch on someone else, but at, at the same time he's being Wax's driver, it sounds to me like Wax and company are who they are keeping an eye on, are the third parties in question, but I could be wrong.
3: I guess. I think it was just weird, like, she shows up and instantly where well, we pull a bit more of the curtain off a of hoid here. And it's like, but it seems a bit too in sync, really, to be X-Factor-ish, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. He even, he even gives her a nod. He's like, oh, hey, you're here. Yeah, he's like,
2: hey, what's up? They've, they've both snuck in to be drivers of these trucks on the same raid. It's,
3: uh, yeah, it's very, hmm. Yeah, it just, like, the, 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 both of them independently doing that with two of the main characters in their passenger seats sounds a bit too coincidental. It
2: does. Although it, what it, what it tells me is that probably something big is about to go down in filming, and that's kind of worrisome, honestly. Yeah, true. And Marisa's kind of pissed off, like, what the, how, I've been wasting time on bank robberies and shit while well, this was right under my nose like Hoyt's been driving wax around for years. and I didn't know he was part of some big interplanetary thing. And then Moonlight goes into her, uh, her whole shtick about how art is destructive. And she uses that to lead into, it's like, let's say you had one of 16 extremely rare pieces of art made by the same artist. How do you ensure yours becomes the most valuable? And says like, okay, if I play your dumb game, will you tell me about Trell? And Moonlight's like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. And so Marisai's tactic would be to create an air of mystique around hers. You never show it off. You let all the other 15 become so common so that people are just whispering, like, did you hear there's one more that no one's ever seen? And then suddenly that becomes like the, the big deal. And then it's like, oh, that's actually pretty clever. I like
3: that. What would you do? I'd steal the
2: other 15 and then I can manipulate the market however I want.
3: Which, Jared, now that you've said this could be shy, like makes you think, well, that's you know, she was a thief. So, yeah, she was a thief and an artist. and. Like, being a
0: forger or whatever was, like, super a super big thing in
2: in that world. So, yeah, like, this this is fitting more and more. It's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, stealing is exactly how shy would probably go about this. And so she's like, Marisai, your planet holds two pieces of them. Like, this is a real thing. There are these pieces of art exist, and your planet's god holds two. Ruin and preservation. That's right. That makes Harmony the most valuable, the most invested being in the Cosmere. And one of the other sixteen decided that the best way to improve his stock was to destroy all the others, and he managed it in a few cases. So, and she's like, "Wait, wait." It, so th- that's Trell? Moonlight says, "No, no. His name is
3: Odium." I'm, I'm gonna point out the only like I've the only reason I knew Odium was a trait sort of description thing. It's not a word you come across very often, and the only reason I know it is because of Muppets Christmas Carol. And the fact that... And Ah, and because that's the only place I... What? No, it's Michael Caine. It's Michael Caine, dude. (laughs) I was thinking of the other one. Yeah, but I just remember there's a few times in that movie, it's the only time in my life I've ever heard the word odious. And even as a child, I'm like, that's a funny word. What does that mean? And that's stuck with me all the years. So as soon as it said odium came up, I just thought, oh, Michael Caine. Odious is something I have heard as
2: meaning, you know, very bad or unpleasant. I think it's hateful. But, uh... In my mind, and I don't know if, if this is at all true because I've never looked it up, in my mind it was always – it was related to an odor. This is odious as in like like something that smells really bad is bad. This is bad. Like th- those two are related, and I don't know if that's in any way true, but that's the way I've always thought of it.
3: I've uh, probably got the same root word. But
2: yes, odium is essentially hatred, and Brandon has said that he used that word because hatred didn't sound like a cool name for a shard.
3: So. Um, she So she mentions here that Odium managed to kill a few of the other shards. I'm going to go out of limb assume that's what happened to Devotion and Dominion back on Cell.
2: So that, I mean, we know that those two were dead, so that would make sense. She says a few, which yeah, I would think more than two. So if
3: those are correct... Oh, sure, I'm just going with the ones we know.
2: Right, no, I, but I, I was, I was just like... In addition to that, if that's correct, if those were two of the few, then that means that there's at least one more out there that he's killed.
3: (laughs) No, it means there's at least one more that isn't out there.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so he's killed these holders of the shards, or he's destroyed the shards themselves. That's the thing that I'm not quite understanding. And maybe maybe it's intentionally vague. I I
3: vaguely recall we read somewhere that the powers on Cell, like Devotion Dominion, they got splintered and, Mm. like... That and like term, yep. blown apart or something. Cause that had something to do with like, that was okay. the, the shit, the balls of light. What were they called?
2: Uh, Seans. The Seans. Oh
3: yeah. And the, and the, yeah. like those, those dark balls that chatted a that one time, um, oh, the... like, like they were just like little offshoots of the power or something that gained sentience or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And my thought when hearing about Odium based, based solely on the predictions that we've made about him and his general attitude, is that Hoyt is Odium, but I don't know that that fits well enough for me to to officially
3: predict that. I don't know Oof. if it fits quite with his style. I feel like she, given she brought this up while Hoyt is like, you know, they only just talked about him, she probably would have pointed him out, mm-hmm. like Odium, that guy.
0: I don't know. I feel like Hoyt operates too independently from an intent. Because we've seen firsthand through Preservation Ruin and now Harmony that the intent is so strong within these shards that sometimes it's almost like they're compelled to do the thing mm-hmm. that their intent is. And they're not really able to act independently enough from their intent. So I feel like Hoyd, based on the character that we've seen so far is pretty independently motivated. Like it doesn't seem, of course we don't get all that much of him. It doesn't seem like he's being compelled by anything like super obvious, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm -mm.
1: He seems a little bit free to just kind of be where he wants to be. I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So even, even like autonomy, which you would think sounds like a really free thing based on the description that we've heard so far. It sounds like, she's really not she's super compelled to spread herself out and create and i think that's kind of what moonlight's saying here it's like it's an illusion of freedom it's not even like it's it's uh i'm trying to think of a real world example it's like it's like the kids that you know as a teenager a lot of people want to stand out from the crowd and be themselves but they also want to not do that they want to fit in it's like this this kind of conflicting duality of like i want to be free but at the same time i want everybody to think like me so it's it's very it's kind of weird and i think that's the way i feel like autonomy is being described here
2: in terms of uh, talking about that intent i mean we did see in secret history with preservation even to try to save the world he couldn't stab ellen like kelsey had head right. jump in and like shove the knife so yeah you he, he may be onto something there yeah Although as far as as Hoy being like a, a you know a shard of some kind, I don't know if we have we ever seen, and I mean we haven't seen that many to be fair. So like, but have we ever seen like a shard just walking around being a dude that we know of at least? No, but I mean,
0: what is what is what is the manifestation of hatred besides man? Is that too <laughs> deep?
2: <laughs> That's very deep.
0: It's
1: but very okay, deep.
2: to to read the reference that Dak was making back in Arcanum Unbounded in this in the cell system essay. Uh, Chris writes that it's difficult to determine for certain because at some point in the distant past, both devotion and dominion were destroyed. Their investiture, their power was splintered, their minds ripped away, their souls sent into the beyond. So it sounds like both the people and the power uh, or the shard itself was uh, destroyed in some way. And we know that uh, all of all of the like the the like investiture, the power that belonged to Dominion and Devotion was dumped into the cognitive realm where it does not belong, and uh, became the door, as they talk about in uh, in all Uh Okay, sorry, going back. So, Odium is uh, killed some some dudes, but Autonomy is different, and she's like, you see these buildings, all the houses, they're all pieces of a bigger art installation, but it's not even yours because it's from a Taldane movement known as Brutalism. And we've heard Taldane referred to once or twice in essays and stuff. It's a, another planet. I was going to say,
3: I thought that sounded familiar. Also, really leading into the whole joke I made about, oh, yeah, Trell is just plagiarism.
2: Y- yeah, right? She really is just taking all sorts of stuff. And she's like, that's what I hate about autonomy. It's this fake individualism, a corporate uniqueness, like advertisements that tell you to go your own way, be your own person by buying this product like everyone else. <laughs> so Trell is trying to edge out the other gods. She, he, they, it varies, but they don't like engaging with other gods directly. We call them shards, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, catch up. So Autonomy is trying to fill up the Cosmere with versions of herself and push everybody else out. And that's what she says. Trellism is the remnants of an ancient religion originally founded by Autonomy long, long ago, a seed for when she decided to move in. And so she tells her about how, like, autonomy's trying to – is going to leave a piece of herself behind and find someone to take up that role. And Marisai goes, so she's role-playing with herself? <coughs> I was like, just Marisai play d and I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, your planet is a primary target. Two shards in residence held by one person frightens her. Also, you had gunpowder weapons and electricity before any planet in the Cosmere aside from her core homeworld. So whatever her core homeworld is, is, I guess, more advanced because they already had gunpowder and electricity before uh, Skadriel. Yeah, because her way is so much better because she's the best or whatever. Skadriel, I guess we're finding out, is the second most technologically advanced planet in the Cosmere. So that's information.
3: Again, this is all running on the fact that this character is correct in everything that they're saying. But True. as we've talked about before, that's the easy backdoor for retcons later. Just like, yeah, the character was, didn't have all the info. <laughs> yeah there's a there's another planet out there somewhere that's like like
2: spaceships and shit already yeah yeah could be uh and so she says that Telson has been chosen which we already found out for, uh, a minute ago but uh and Maris th- goes wax his sister and then thinks damn so that's just that's a popular <laughs> thing for people to be thinking and saying these chapters but moonlight also says that with autonomy there's always rivalry within the ranks like you have to prove you're the strongest to be in charge or somebody else is going to put you out of the way. Yeah. It's real survival of the fittest. So this, the the city is all designed by one architect that Telson promoted five years ago. So yes, she is so much in charge of this place that she can just choose who designs the city basically. And this this is where Moonlight points out, like even if you go against what you're told with autonomy, if you're successful, then you get rewarded. If you fail, it does not go so well for you. Amara says, "Like, why are you even telling me all this?" And Moonlight says, "Well, you've impressed my organization. We who defend Skadrial have to move very carefully. There are forces, including Harmony, that might crush us if we take the wrong step." So they're not exactly friends with Harmony, I guess. Mm, yeah.
3: And the Mitsubishi Company is hardcore in this universe. No, no. Yeah.
2: But what I found most
0: interesting is what they re- what she referred to them as, "We who protect Skadrial." So it's like it sounds
2: like this
3: is a whole group that sole purpose is to protect Skadrial. That is what it sounds like. Some sort of interstellar Illuminati. <laughs> and
2: then yeah. they get into a discussion about art being reproduced and Moonlight thinks that it's crass. And Mary says, like, shouldn't everybody get to enjoy nice art? And so it's just a little side note there. But And Moonlight says she's not going to interfere, but it doesn't sound like she's exactly going to help either. She's just here to watch. And so she's like, so if bullets start flying, you're just going to sit here? And Moonlight's like, yeah, just consider me an external admirer of your work interested in the quirks of those who follow the law and their value. So that, that really does sounds like she's like I don't follow the law. I'm interested in you weirdos who do. <laughs> and then they pull up to the warehouse and that is the end of our chapters. So yeah, that's uh that's a thing. I like uh Joe I I, I like Joe's idea. That I I can fully admit that that was not at all my thought when I got there that uh, that that could be shy but you have pulled out a lot of really good connections that uh, I'm like, well, I was dumb for not seeing those.
1: It fits nicely. It
2: kind of does.
0: Yeah. If not her, at least somebody, cause we, you know, in that, in that short story, I, I feel like she's a lot of forgers are, are similar to her
3: uh, mm, and yeah, her way maybe.
2: of thinking. So if it's not her, you know, at least somebody like her for sure. Yeah. yeah. So maybe a forger from how you're talking, although. Yeah. Magic on cell doesn't work well when you get far, like, the further you get from your homeland, so I don't know that any of that magic would work at all when you're this far from the door.
0: Yeah, unless they've learned some kind of new magic.
2: It's true. Or, I mean, I mean we saw the Elantrians in Secret History, like, piping in door energy to make their fortress or whatever, so.
0: Yeah, pretty weird stuff, and they were on schedule doing that, so.
2: Okay, let's do predicaments, peoples. Uh, what, uh, what's going to happen? Let's, uh, we got so much Cosmere information here. We got two new Shard games. Yeah. We got all sorts of stuff. We, we did. We got a lot of
0: information because of that. I'm almost at a loss
2: of like how to order it and, and come
0: up with, with possible theories. But I feel like I've touched on some things during during the show. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of reiterate some of that stuff. So I, I don't think, you know, we talked in the past. I don't think the filming stuff is going to go well. I think bullets are going to start flying and there may not be intercession by our new friends because it sounds like she said she wasn't going to intercede on their behalf. So we'll see, I guess, how that goes. Now, no promises from Hoyd, but he usually doesn't intercede on stuff like this. So we don't know what what he's
2: going to do. He's kind of a he's the wild card in the situation for sure. I don't know that we've ever seen him like get involved in stuff.
0: Yeah, not not directly anyway, to uh, an ex- definitely to, not to a large extent. So. I'm not sure that that's going to play out, but yeah, it'd be interesting if Hoid was odd, odd oddmium, oddium, odium, odium, odium. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of don't think so based on his the personality traits that we've seen from him so far. But yeah, so I guess since we've gotten a lot of information about the, kind of the threat here, I think that I'm just gonna start making predictions for what what's going to happen as far as the whole Telson situation. So, uh, you know, obviously, we've set up for our heroes to converge in Bil- Bilming because that's where Wax is going to go. Marisai and Wayne are already there, so I assume they're all going to team up or at least he's going to pass, they're going to trade information. And he's going to go after Telson. And I think the other... Possibly since the other two have met these – have met this – well, at least Marisai has met this offworlder. Maybe, Maybe she – them being impressed with her, maybe she's going to be tapped to try to take care of this army somehow. I don't know how that would happen, but since she's made the connection with somebody – Who's clearly not from their planet. It would make sense if if they're impressed with her and they're watching her that maybe they want to tap her to take care of some stuff. So maybe they'll go hunt the army or do something to, to prevent the army from coming. Because I don't think my overall long prediction here is I don't think I, I think Wax is going to be able to stop his sister. But I don't think that's going to in any way stop autonomy slash trail whatever from trying to bring this army so there's got to be some kind of contingent that goes and takes care of that i don't think we can handle one thing at a time here and if these people aren't in league with harmony the ones that that marisai have met then he they're obviously not the help that he intended unless he did intend it and he just in his natural harmony way was kind of like yeah i'll let this happen Mm. um so you know that's that's kind of where i think we're headed that's really as much as I've got, I don't have any concrete things just because we got, I'm kind of on information overload here, but really excited. You know, I can honestly say I was not expecting that this, all this information in these chapters. And I would say that when Brandon said at the con that he took the gloves off, he meant it. like, this is, <laughs> yep. this is yeah. all, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of outside of schedule stuff. So really cool to kind of see this all kind of converge. I feel like, it's kind of nice that we got to read this next because we're getting to experience. I think what a lot of fans of his are getting to experience and we're getting to experience it at the same time. Like a lot of people were reading this and thinking it's all starting to like weave together. At least that's the sense that I'm getting. So I'm, I'm excited for the possibilities of what that's going to mean, especially since we're possibly going to be introduced to, to people that from worlds we don't even know anything about yet. Yep. I think this girl's from Cell. She may not be, but, you know, we could be introduced to more people that aren't from Cell. So interesting, exciting. uh, So
2: I'm I'm ready to read more for sure. It's interesting what you said about because Harmony specifically mentioned that some of the help he was sending didn't know that they were being sent by him. So if he does if he does know about this group, maybe maybe they are part of the help. Maybe he's manipulated them without them knowing.
0: Right, which, I mean, if they're acting on Skadriel, before he lost his, like, powers, I don't see how he wouldn't know about them unless they have some way to hide from him,
2: but I don't mm, know. That's true. But, yeah, I mean, if if they're wanting to defend Skadriel, they don't seem to like Autonomy any more than uh, Harmony does, so yeah, hopefully Certainly they not this kind idea. of on our side.
0: Yeah, well, you know, if Autonomy wants to s- destroy Skadriel, I'm pretty sure the people that describe themselves as the protectors of Skadriel would not want that to happen. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a lot, there's a lot of information to take in here. And I yeah, I'm also finding it a little bit hard to sort of comprehend where where things are going to go. You know, we've talked about we've got our kind of civil war, we've got our war with the the people in the south, north, Mawish, wherever they are. Um south. Yeah,
2: they're, in the, they're in the south.
1: They're in the south, yeah. And we've got obviously this inner interplanetary invasion thing coming so there's there's a lot a lot going on here but i think i'm gonna and joe touched on it a little bit earlier but my my predictions a little closer to our our crew a lot closer wax with the harmonium coming out of the safe and now his vision going all funny and these vials turning up we're reading the mistborn series could wax be a mistborn what if he split the He's he's split that and that investiture has come out. Why couldn't the uh, the investiture of the lorasium make yeah. its way into him here? Oh. Uh, now he's getting he's getting some signs or some powers that he's not used to. Perhaps it's possible that Harmony knows, hasn't said anything, and is just like, "Hey, here you go. Here's some vials. Try this one last. Perhaps the last one is the addium or something." that will help him in the long term. But that's kind of where my mind went straight away when he was having sort of blurry vision and all that sort of stuff there. I'm hoping it's more a force for good than something bad happening to him. It could obviously go the other way. If I'm thinking on those lines, it could could be something about the trellium there happening to him. I just think it would be weird. I feel like it would be weird that it would work if it was the trellium that you'd also have to ingest and burn different medals. I guess it's possible being on schedule, but it just, that just feels a little weird to me, but I'm hoping seeing as we're in, you know, book three of the second era of Mistborn, maybe we end up seeing a Mistborn again.
2: That's, that's a really cool idea. Actually. I hadn't even thought about the fact that it's book four of the second era, by the way. And we.
1: Oh, sorry. Yep, yeah. I know that. I'm
2: it's counted. Mistborn and we haven't seen a Mistborn the whole time. Not even like, uh, not even like somebody with enough spikes to make them, into a Mistborn, mm. basically. So the idea is that maybe some loracium did get created somewhere in there and the explosion ended up with some in-wax. Is that what you're... Mm. Huh. That's what I'm using, yeah. Interesting. So that, if he's a Mistborn, yeah, those those vials could have like anything in them. There were 16 vials, like the 16 metals. So mm, that, could, that could lead to all sorts of interesting stuff before this book is done.
1: It would. It would. And he's already held, he's already held the God power. So I don't know, maybe his body. Cause so I thought about how Ellen reacted when he became a misborn and for him, it was just, he was like instant, mm-hmm. you know, even the metal and he started healing and that like, he was good to go. But I don't know, I guess if you're exploded, maybe it, maybe it has a different way of kicking in. I, I'm not sure.
2: So, okay. Let me, I'm trying to think what, ex- how exactly it described what, his odd after effects. I'm going to have to go back to it. So he was seeing, I remember he was seeing lines when he didn't burn his metal, but you could explain that if he was burning iron instead of steel and not realizing it. Mm. Uh, because you, you, you think, think he would recognize it if he was burning steel, right?
1: Well, yeah, it would be, that would be, that would be normal for him, I guess. Yeah. But if he's not burning anything or if he didn't know he was burning anything, like when Vin was first, obviously she was burning, her, burning her metal. She was shed luck. So mm-hmm. luck. So obviously she was doing it on some level, subconsciously, you know, and again, Ellen was starting to burn. What was it? Pewter. Pewter. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was starting to heal. So he could be burning something unconsciously if he's got enough of the trace metal in him already. So
2: the other thing that it says, he he has two things. He was seeing the lines and his vision was behaving oddly distorting at times for just a second or two. So are there any metals that could explain visual distortion? Don't Uh, gold. Oh, that's true. If he like uh, uh, another him popped up for half a second. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Maybe just some disturbances. Yeah. I don't
2: know. That that would be weird as hell. Like, was that me there? Just no. Okay.
3: (laughs) Man, that's the weirdest double vision ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not distortion necessarily, but like your tin obviously has the clarity, but if it was, if it was, too much like mm. if it's too much Re- of something react as well
2: yeah even if you just weren't expecting it and all of a sudden everything is way clearer than usual it might seem mm. very strange yeah or I guess Adium if you're seeing like shadows of the future or something real quick then that would look really strange right it well, would okay yeah no I like this all right we that need a misborn. Yeah. You're, you're right I, I hadn't even considered it but you're right we need a misborn in the Mistborn series <laughs>
3: I'm really not sure after I made that you know that big one last week, mm-hmm. uh which most of it already seems to have been just tossed in the toilet um
2: <laughs> it always seems to happen to that, you like the very next
3: episode, yeah, I mean there's there's still some options there, like the whole you know actually pursuing Hoyd idea that Trell is just following up on him because he's he he's, he seems to, he's known to the shards, so I, I was trying to puzzle out as soon as we found out who trell really was their shard power my mind immediately went to okay there's always a push and a pull uh in this universe all the shards have sort of opposites like i i i'm still not sure if ruin and preservation can really be called opposites but they worked in direct conflict to each other so i'm just like Mm -hmm. okay and then on cell there was devotion and dominion so okay does autonomy have an opposite working against her and is that who's in charge of this organization um, so I was like, all right, here come here, along comes the shard of community. Um, yeah. But the more I thought about, it, the more I was like, nah, I don't know if that re- like like that's still a possibility for out there, but I don't think that's who's behind this uh, faction that's interested in Marisai because they say no, we're protecting Skadriel. that's our thing. Mm-hmm. If it was um if it was a direct opposition shard to autonomy, then it probably wouldn't be like that that, that shard wouldn't be like, oh yeah, Skadriel's my planet that I will defend because i am sure says would have words about that so I think I might just fall back on I think Kelsey is in charge of this organization that has recruited Marisai, uh, like like I brought up last time I, I, I think because that is definitely Kelsey's bags like this is my planet yeah mm-hmm. Harmony's like Harmony's the God but I am here to defend it like I'm actually like Kelsey was always the active one so whether he's been running around the cosmere and recruiting people to um, be in his little organization, like you because know, he likes having a squad. He likes having a gang.
2: Yeah, he was always big on the crew. That's a good point.
3: So I could totally see him putting together another crew of like the best, the best agents of the Cosmere to defend his homeworld. And so yeah, I think he's still up to those shenanigans, and now he's picked Marisai as like the newest uh, member of the group.
2: Hmm. Yeah. No, I, that would make sense. When you're talking about an opposite to autonomy, I'm like, would harmony be the opposite to autonomy? I mean, that's kind of. Hmm. No. When you say community, it reminds me of harmony, but that's not necessarily the same.
1: Well,
3: I think autonomy is acting on like by yourself. Community is acting par- as a group. Mm, like, yeah. just boil boil it down to its most simple functions. There, so I think that could be a, a good contender, but mm. who knows? But yeah, and no, I don't think harmony could really be in opposition because harmony already is too created in opposition. It's true. Like mushed together. Like says says is the mashed potato of shards. Mashed. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a note,
2: I, someone did specifically ask Brandon if all the shards have opposites, and uh, early on, and his answer was no. That ruin and preservation are not necessarily an example of how it works everywhere else. Oh, okay. We'll throw what I just said out then. It's uh, not to say that I mean, because you pointed out that dominion and devotion are kind of also opposites in a way, so it's possible that some, yeah. you know, some other ones do, but, but yeah. not necessarily like, all of them.
3: Yeah, I guess it was... Just, I'm also thinking of... I think even Steris brings it up at the start of her chapter. Everything here is like metal and alloy, push and pull. Skadrial mm-hmm. has the 16 metals that each each one has an, its alloy, which does the opposite effect, or sort of. So that's just... it. Just had my mind thinking in that term of that sort of binary. But, all right, Brandon says otherwise. In the bin.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's... Whether it's Kelsier or, or whoever else, another shard, whatever, that has created this organization... It makes you wonder. This person's clearly not from Skadrial. They told us that much. Whether they're from Cell, whether they're, you know, a a, a forger or whatever, wherever they're from, whoever they are, how do you, how did whoever started this organization get people
3: from other planets so interested in protecting Skadrial? Um, Well, that was that was um, like Kelsier was always a charismatic bastard. He always found <laughs> people and would find some way to convince them. He Kelsier was very good at reading people. He could. Work out what it was they wanted and convince them that they would be able to get that by helping him. Mm. So, he's pro- so he could still be doing that on a grander scale. Like he, I'm assuming that it's probably could be similar to a Vin situation. He found people who like were lost, alone. They had no purpose in life. He gave them safety. He gave them power with which they could they could help themselves and did it in such a way that they felt indebted to him and were willing to help help him do as he saw fit. So.
2: That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I I I like the all, all these little bits that could be in favor of Kelsey and and that theory of yours. That's you got you got some support going there at the very least. That's.
3: that's yeah. Great. Yeah. It just it all just goes into Kelsey's character and whether and I think maybe Marsh could be like his his eyes on the ground. Like you know mm-hmm. Kelsey is off Kelsey is off doing his thing throughout the Cosmere and every so often he just gets the mental telegram from Marsh like Hey dude shit's going down you might want to come back. It's like, oh, OK, guys, we got to go. Chelsea's out here scamming people all over the place. Yep.
2: OK, These, this was a good day for some theories. I like this. Uh, y'all all had some very
3: interesting ideas out here. We, none of us contradicted each other this time. That's always fun. <laughs> They're all about different things. So everybody could be right, potentially, is what you're saying. Yeah,
2: sure. I like it. I like it when we're right. Uh, i don't i don't know whether the audience likes it better when you're you pull out some great theories that turn out to be right or when you pull out some great theories that turn out to be horribly wrong i feel like it's a toss-up
1: i feel like a, a throwaway uh, theory that turns out to be right early in the book is impressive
2: mm-hmm. agreed
1: but a wrong theory is always fun
2: <laughs> especially when it's a wrong theory we can stick to forever
3: I was gonna say oh, yeah. it's like if it's if it's a wrong theory, it's got to be one we can hang on to for a while and make a joke <laughs> out of. Otherwise, it's kind of flash in the pan. But if we get a theory right, yeah. people remember people remember that. And when then you know when we when we if when we ever go back to reread these books, we go over that plot twist and it's like, oh yeah, like we totally called this out of fucking nowhere.
2: <laughs> okay, we have. Let's. I guess we'll move into some emails and actually we, ha- we once again have several emails that are like we're not going to read till we get to the end of the book because uh parts of them have pretty late stuff in them uh, although one has stuff for chapter 23 which we're probably reading next time so we can read that one next time but we're going to do one today and this one is from carolina who we talked about last time it says hello from estonia hi data joe jamie and dak i'm writing you all the way from estonia I am Carolina from a recent patch of Patreon supporters. By the way, nice job pronouncing my name correctly. I hope I haven't changed it and I'm still saying it correctly. Um, you could have reviewed the re- recording, dude. I could have. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joe. Do you for
0: think this sp- is – do you think Data is the kind of
2: guy that
0: goes and listens back to the recordings and is like, oh, yeah, that's
2: how I did that. He's I not do, that guy. I do lots of <laughs> researching. For this program, and I I have source material (laughs) open at all times while we're recording, so I can quickly look up stuff we're talking about to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Sure. I do not go back and listen to our old episodes. Correct. I don't want to hear me talk. I already had to do it when I edited it. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get that. Not interested in it. She says, thanks, Joe, for making me a century. This might explain my sleepless nights reading all the way until 5 a.m. and then being a zombie at work the next day.
3: Oh, man, I feel that. (laughs)
2: Right. I found your podcast while I was preparing myself for a Mistborn Era 2 reread leading up to the Lost Metal release. I especially enjoy your podcast because I don't have to know all the words of Brandon to understand what's going on in the Cosmere. I usually am an extremely quick reader, like Data, and never pick up on connections until someone points them out to me. So I appreciate you, Data, for taking our hands and gently leading us through the wonders of the Cosmere without getting overwhelmed. I actually binged all of this podcast in the summer while on vacation. You were a great distraction while I was mowing my lawn. I hate mowing the lawn. Uh, Just throwing that out there. That's not Mm -hmm. what she said. That's what I say. (laughs) Right. I don't mind it. Uh, I have gotten only two people in my life to read Sanderson, so I don't have anyone to discuss the new books with me. My partner has only listened to the Skyward series and White Sand graphic audio with me on our long car rides, and my best friend has only read Mistborn Era 1. Her favorite character is Kelsier, and she would love to read more about him, but she hasn't picked up Secret History. Like, please, girl, I really need you to read it to discuss Kelsier theories with me. But I haven't finished Wheel of Time. Like she's asked me multiple times, so I guess we're both at fault here. <laughs> Wheel of Time is hard to finish. Uh, Dak will will attest attest to that.
3: <sighs> again, I, I don't want to belabor that point, but yeah, I struggled and I gave up after four books.
2: I I finished them real fast, but it was not the easiest. Uh, there, there's so much.
3: Well, yeah, you 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 started reading them because, like after I'd start reading them, and you were like finished before I even got to book four. Because yeah, it was. Just his writing style didn't quite do it for me. It's there's a lot of detail, <laughs> uh, but a lot of it was repetitive. Was the problem? I'm just like, we've had this conversation like fifty million times already. How are we having the same conversation?
2: Well, I mean, there's 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 lots of people who will point out lots of issues with him, especially his depiction of uh, female characters, which did bother me a lot. But uh, I guess we won't go into that much. But yeah, there's there there's issues.
3: Yeah, yeah, the same the Jordan Lanch. <laughs>
2: Uh, I finished the Lost Metal in three days, and I needed to get some thoughts from other people, so I had to join your Patreon to see what Data was thinking. I remember reading the book and thinking about all the Cosmere connections and hoping that Data would decide to allow you to read this next. My verdict was the same as his, that you have enough Cosmere awareness to read it immediately after the Bands morning. So thank you, Data, for allowing them to read it and enabling me to have someone to quote-unquote discuss this book with, although this discussion is mostly one-sided. I'm glad I managed to stay spoiler-free, and I figured out some characters by myself, So I wish you all the joys of meeting old friends. Just be prepared for the ending. I think this is my favorite of all the Mistborn books. This book sets up mm, so much for Mistborn Era 3. It makes me sad that it's probably a couple of years away still. I mean, yeah, he's going to start working on that after he does the last Stormlight book. By the time you're reading this on the podcast, Coloss Head Munching Day has probably already passed. But still, happy Coloss Head Munching Day. Uh, Yeah, that was Monday the 19th. That was Brandon's birthday. Uh, I can't wait to read The State of the Sanderson, which he did release just recently. Uh, since I have my birthday on the same day as Sanderson, I always treat it as a present, birthday present for myself. I'm hoping for some Hollywood news in this year's update. It wasn't to the time of next. Carolina. Carolina. There was no Hollywood news. He actually specifically called out. It's like, I still can't give you any news. Hopefully by next year I will be able to give some of the news. He could just say it's moving forward better than it ever has before. So honestly, the most interesting thing I found in that was uh, he announced – his new proposed name for uh, the fifth stormlight book that he's like this is probably the name we're going to go with.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you raise millions of dollars on a Kickstarter, Hollywood's going to
3: go well for you, I would imagine. Hollywood responds to money. Yes, they see the the fat
0: money cake and they say we want piece of cake, please.
3: <laughs> Give us
2: all the cake. Money for us. So yes, that was uh the, I'm, I'm almost certain it's going to end up being a misborn movie. That's my hope anyway. He he definitely implied at least that it it was a movie we are talking about. So, uh, which that's been a question even up till now. He just kept saying Hollywood and sort of like, is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Are they going to turn Stormlight into an anime series? Which is the way a lot of people want to see that done. Uh, while other people insisted, no, that'd be a terrible way to do it. But whatever. Um,
3: oh man, if it's Hollywood, they're not going to go anime. Yeah, no, uh, nah.
2: I, get, I, get, I guess it depends on who you're talking about in Hollywood. I mean, everybody's hanging out. But anyways, so Mistborn seems like a good candidate to me. But there's, I mean, you know, like Skyward or something, if they're wanting to do some some sci-fi, uh, it'll be a while before we get to that. But uh, it's out there. Also, The State of the Sanderson had are some really interesting stuff. Everybody should go read that if you haven't. I skipped it. Since I don't do audiobooks, he had a big section about audiobooks and what was coming out there. And I skipped it at first because well, I don't care. I'm not going to buy the audiobooks. But somebody on the discord mentioned something and it made me go back and read it. He writes an essay practically in here where he just calls out audible on their crappy practices. And he says that that, uh, the books from the Kickstarter are not going to be available on audible for the foreseeable future. And uh, he says that they treat their authors very poorly, particularly indie authors. The deal audible demands of them is unconscionable. And I'm hoping that providing market forces And talking about this issue with a megaphone will encourage change in a positive direction. So he says, the current industry standard for a digital product is to pay the creator 70% of the sale. That's what Steam pays the creator of a video game. That's what Amazon pays on e-books. That's what Apple pays for app downloads. Audible pays 40% to the creator. He says that even brick-and-mortar stores only take like a 50% markup. Audible pays authors less than a bookstore does. When a bookstore actually has to, you know, buy storefronts and pay staff and warehousing and all that stuff. Wow. But that's not even the worst. If an indie author doesn't agree to be exclusive to Audible, they don't get 40%. They get 25%.
1: Disgusting.
2: It really is. Like, I had no idea. And so he's like, and Audible basically has a monopoly right now. Like, that's where people go for their audiobooks. that's why they do it, because they can. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so... He he basically says that he went out and looked for somebody, some other companies that were willing to take on Audible because those are the companies that he wanted to support to start trying to create competition in the arena so that there would be, you know, market forces would make them be willing to pay people what they deserve. And so he's putting these books on Spotify and Speechify. And he says that the Spotify deal, there's an NDA on that, so he can't say what he's getting. But Speechify, on the other hand, They were super excited and they're like, we'll give you 100% just to have Brandon Sanderson on our platform basically and draw people here. And he was like, so wait, is that the deal you'd give some other authors or is that just the Brandon Sanderson deal? And so he was like – they were like, okay, well, we'd give other authors like the industry standard of 70% if they list their books directly on Speechify a la carte. And so he said, I will take that deal and I will put my books with you if you let me make that deal public. So that a- any other author out there knows this is what you say you're willing to pay them. And so uh, that's uh, – he, he says a lot more, but those were the the interesting things that I pulled out to uh, to share on here because I agree that this is something that people should know if they don't because that's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. He also mentions that for the Lost Metal, pre-orders were 75% audio, and almost all of that was through Audible. So this is a mm. big share of this market. Uh but yes. And so. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the only other interesting thing I found in here was that the, the name of the next Stormlight book is probably going to be the Knights of Wind and Truth, which is a little dramatic for me uh, compared to some of the other ones. But, you know, he, it's, it's his book. You can call it what he wants.
1: That means nothing to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, is
3: this good? Is this relevant? Who knows?
1: And then there's mm-hmm.
2: this there's a section where he starts talking about his company, like he talked about in the in his speech, right, about how much the company has grown. Uh, But there's a section that his wife writes, who is the co-president of Dragonsteel, while he is the CEO. And so when the one funny thing in here is when Brandon and I signed the paperwork to create our LLC, I listed my official title as queen and he was president. (laughs) 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 And so I was like, that's that's kind of hilarious that uh, that's her official title in this company. But I guess that she, we were talking about her earlier and how understanding she would have to be of how much time he spends. But I guess she's a big part of this business at this point. So it, it's good for her when he writes books, too. I said. <laughs> uh, OK, if you would like to send us emails like Carolina did, then uh, our address is the at Gmail You can find us on Patreon where my my reactions to the Lost Metal are still going up on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook. Usually, the thing I I update the most is uh is Twitter, honestly, because it automatically updates when our episodes come out. And if we don't have an episode, that's always the first place I go to post. Hey, everyone, no episode this week. Other than the Discord, if you really want to stay up to date on everything, the Discord is the first place that I let people know. Like as soon as we were done recording the last episode before we had to skip a week, I went in and was like, Hey, by the way, week after next, we're not gonna have a new episode, guys. Uh, stuff's going on. So the Discord knew way ahead. But yeah.
0: Sorry, and if they want to get in the Discord, they just need to send you an email and let you know, right?
2: I updated our, our official website, www.thesanderlange.com. And if you look at the very top of the page, there's a link to join the Discord right on there. Also a link to our Patreon, although that's not hard to find. So if you want to join, go to the go to our website, click the thing. It's a link directly to join up. For next time, we are reading six more chapters. So chapters 21 through 26. Uh, I don't know how, com- how they will, how they could possibly compare to all the crazy information we got in these, but who knows? Maybe we get Hoyt's life story. That will definitely blow our fucking minds. <laughs> I think Hoyt's life story is supposed to get its own book or possibly trilogy.
3: <laughs> trilogy? Cool. yeah. So well, did you say that was in- inclusive of 26?
2: Yes, up up six. through 26. It should be it's, cool. it's six chapters, and so you start on 21 and you go through 26. Yeah. Just putting my bookmarks in. So, yeah, if you're following along, like uh, some people out there specifically told us they are, that's for next time. 26, or 26 chapters, not twenty six <laughs> chapters. That would be, <laughs> be a
0: long. Yeah, awesome we're, just gonna, we're just going to we're just going to finish the book. It's fine. I
2: don't we're think i go would right finish the book, honestly. Uh, there are seventy four chapters in this book. So. But yes, uh, uh, readers, fellow readers, six more chapters for next time. Music by Miracle of Sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, patrons, for backing really appreciate all of you thank you everyone who participates in our discord you guys are awesome and was to the time of next colo